feel I'm just like my country I'm young, scrappy and hungry And I'm not throwing away my shot Hello and welcome to the podcast where it happens. Uh, it's another Hamilton podcast, the last Hamilton podcast you'll ever need. I'm your co-host Marcelo Pico, and with me, as always, my co-host is Paul Smith. Hey, Paul. Hey. Uh, great to talk to you once again. Uh, we're back. We're, we're back. Episode three. You can't uh, keep a Hamilton podcast down. <laughs> can't keep a Hamilton podcast. That should be the new name of the podcast. Let's change it. <laughs> Um, we're back. Um, glad you could join us once again. Uh, so, let's see. Uh, status status reports, Paul. Um, <laughs> oh, is this our previously on? <laughs> first, uh, let's let's give a quick background uh, to where we are as people. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, that's a thing. Real life. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm a 29 year old male. Um, no. Uh, real quick. For those listening, maybe for the first time, I, I recommend going back and listening to all the previous episodes, uh, episode zero for sure. But hey, if you want to jump in right now, okay, I'm not going to stop you. Uh, I am Marcelo Pico. I am new to Hamilton. I'm not a huge theater guy. I'm not a huge musical guy. But I, I mean, the ones I have listened to, I, I do appreciate. I do like. I mean, last year I saw The Sound of Music for the first time and I really loved it. Um, and a few years ago I saw, uh, I, oh, I just saw the music man maybe yeah. last year and I saw that and That's I loved it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not that, it's just something in my brain where I'm, I'm not, I don't go after musicals. I, that's not my thing, I guess. But, some, some people aren't in, aren't into them. Yeah. I mean, uh, but, uh, and, and for Hamilton, I mean, the idea of it just turned me off right away. Um, a hip hop musical about the $10 bill guy. <laughs> yeah. I I was like maybe I should avoid this. Maybe <laughs> I maybe my life doesn't need Hamilton. Uh so that's where I was, but then I I figured, "Hey, I need to listen to Hamilton because it's just something that I need to do. I I I can't avoid this <laughs> much longer. So why not make it into a podcast?" <laughs> why not? Why not? Because, hey, that's my life right now. <laughs> Let's make it into a podcast. And Paul was gracious enough. I mean, you're gracious enough to join me on this journey. Uh, Paul, give the people a quick background on your relationship with Hamilton. Uh, my relationship with Hamilton is intimate and ongoing. Um, <laughs> it's it's passionate. Uh, I, I am not new to Hamilton. I have listened to it many, many uh, thousands of times. No, not true. Somewhere between 100 and 200. I don't know the actual count. It's a lot. And um, I'm, an, I'm the obsessed fan. Uh, I love it to death. And as with... As with all works of art or projects or whatever that I really uh, love, anything that I'm like really passionate about, one of my greatest joys in life is sharing that passion and, and seeing other people discover it and share that passion. So um, I, I was eager to do this. I will never turn down an opportunity to talk about Hamilton uh, and an opportunity to sort of act as as a 
guide, maybe, I don't know, to, to a newcomer to, to hold their hand and lead them through it uh, to, to show that it, it won't bite. It's not going to hurt you. That might not be true, but we'll get, <laughs> we'll get there. Um, anyways, yeah, so I, I'm loving the opportunity to share in your first-time experience with it. Yes, um, and yeah, I, I have not been bitten so far. Uh, <laughs> I've listened to all of Act 1, so I, I am intact. Um, and also so far I am loving Hamilton I guess I could use the word love Um, I'm fully invested with the story, the characters I'm eager to see what happens next Um, as we talk about these next songs um, should, yeah, let's let's go to previously on Hamilton, right? (laughs) Yeah Uh, so this is the thing we just uh, just decided last week we were going to (laughs) do um yeah, so uh, basically, where did we leave off? Uh, it, Hamilton had a rough childhood growing up in the Caribbean. He's made, he made his way to America, made some friends, discovered that there is this budding revolution uh, in the colonies as, as uh, America, the, the colonies are tired of being oppressed by uh, King George uh, and the, the crown of Britain. Um, so he kind of gets involved in that. He makes his way onto the the staff of General George Washington, who is leading the war effort, the revolution effort. Um, he meets and falls in love. Well, he meets the Schuyler sisters, Eliza and uh, Angelica. And after some intellectual flirting between him and Angelica, he actually marries Eliza. Um, he... Uh, the, where'd we leave off? He really, he's involved in the war, but not as an active combatant. Like he wants to be. Uh, so he's really been like champing at the bit. He's really been straining at the leash. He's been testing his limits with George Washington, who is trying to keep him safe. Uh, and he, he takes it maybe a step too far is involved in a duel that Washington didn't want him to be involved in, uh, is dismissed from service and sent back home, which is where he discovers that his wife Eliza is pregnant and she begs him for the sake of their, their growing family to, to leave the war behind and stay at home. There you go. That's where we left off. Uh, beautiful, Paul. I mean, if we should have like, like another segment of me trying to explain what is happening. <laughs> He's going, well, Hamilton was in a, he was helped in a duel and then Washington came in. I don't know. <laughs> but hey, folks, this is me just listening to all this like for the first time. So um, <clears throat> I'm glad I have Paul here to, to, to correct me and to guide me through this. Because uh, even when I watch like a movie for the first time, I have trouble with character names. It happens. <laughs> There's so much going on in this, so much. Which, which is why I, I guess I don't know if we've mentioned this to to our listeners. In case anyone listening to this is doing the same thing that Marcello is doing, uh, where Marcello is basically listening to these songs like as we discuss them. So he he has not listened to songs in Act Two. Um, and for someone for your first listen through this, I, I recommended to Marcello at least that it's helpful for learning characters and keeping track of what's going on. If you actually read the lyrics as you listen to it. Yeah. And that's helped hundred percent for me. Um, uh, I mean, uh, I'm trying to give an example, but, uh, I think it was maybe during last week's, uh, selection of songs. I may have not realized that Burr was singing one song when he was singing one song and just reading back through the lyrics. I was like, Oh, that's Burr like, singing. <laughs> it's a very important distinction. Yeah. 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 To know who's singing to who and, and who is 
going through that 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 storyline. Um, but yeah, the lyrics help. Uh, Google Hamilton lyrics, and you'll go to. I think the main page of of Hamilton the musical has a link to the a good PDF of of those lyrics. Uh, those help a lot. Yeah. So that was previously on Hamilton. Now, and now we go into episode three, uh, starting with gun sh- guns and ships. Uh, Paul, uh, oh, I mean, we're going through the entire rest of Act One, right? Yeah, this will this will take us to the intermission break between Act One and Two. So uh, we're wrapping up Act One with tracks eighteen through twenty-three. That's Guns and Ships through Nonstop. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> Which is an ironic title for the song where we're going to stop at Act One, but whatever. <laughs> um, all right, let's jump into it, Paul. Here we go. Um, let's start with. Guns and Chips, song 18. Here we go. Yo, turns out we have a secret weapon, an immigrant. You know and love who's unafraid to step in. He's constantly confusing, confounding the British henchmen. Everyone give it up for America's favorite fighting Frenchman! I'm taking this horse, man, a rain, making red coats, weather with blood stains. And I'm never gonna stop until I make him jump up and I'm up and scatter the remains down. Watch me engage in them, escaping them, and raging them out. I go to France for more fun. I come back with more guns and ships. And so their balance shifts. Okay, so that was a little bit of song 18, Guns and Ships. Again, it's... Uh, we mentioned this in the last episode. One thing I really like about Hamilton so far is how it, it makes these callbacks. And how we're essentially in the Act 3 of... of uh, Within Act 1. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the sub-Act 3 of Act 1, yeah. <laughs> And how uh, we begin with Burr again uh, res- uh, in, in the same beat. In the yeah, same... A, ver- a variation of how does a bastard orphan, yeah. Yeah. Uh, calling back to the beginning of what sub act two, <laughs> beginning <laughs> yes. of episode two of those of that uh, song selections and beginning of the play uh, as a whole. Uh, and we're back into the war. Um it <laughs> yeah this is uh so oh never mind i want to hear your thoughts on the song before we talk go ahead i, I mean i uh i like it <laughs> okay good no uh, uh it's i i like that it's burr he he again it's him uh with with that uh with that beat that we've heard before but going into what's happening in the war i like that first line uh ragtag volunteer ragtag volunteer army in need of a shower that tells you a lot right there in that first um uh, first line and <laughs> and then it it, uh, it really introduces us because well, we've met it before uh, lafayette right yeah this is where he gets to shine though yes exactly he really gets to shine uh as burr says it's america's favorite fighting frenchman <laughs> lafayette yes and I really like. I did okay as a first-time listener. I I really didn't connect that Lafayette we've met before that he was mentioned back uh, in in the early uh, part of the play. But again, I mean, yeah, it's my first time. Give me a break. So of course Lafayette we've we've met before, but we, but we really haven't been uh, with him for this. Like, uh, yeah, but b- before this. Um like we've met Hamilton's core group of friends and that's Lafayette Mulligan and Lawrence. And of the three Lawrence has had the most screen screen time stage time. Um, like we've heard from Lawrence several times. Um, Lafayette and, and uh, Mulligan have 
shown up and they've they've certainly been in songs but they haven't really been featured and so this is this is lafayette's big number this is where and, and also this is we get to see what the war effort is like while hamilton is sidelined basically so this is kind of his friends stepping up to 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 fill the gap left behind. So th- this is demonstrating that Lafayette, who was always pretty showy, like like we, we got a t- little taste of him uh, in earlier songs of just how flamboyant he can be. Um, but this is him shining. This is him getting an opportunity to really show what he's made of. So this is where, this is where he, he fully blossoms on stage. Yeah, and I really like his, um, his style of, of singing and rapping. Um, I think I wrote it down somewhere. I, I, I love those three friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll have a lot to say about the other friend, uh, Mulligan, which he has his time to shine. Yes, he not, does. <laughs> not to skip ahead. Um, <laughs> but I like each individual um, uh, rapping kind of style. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Lafayette, for sure. <clears throat> and, and and to begin the song, it's like, okay, we hear that... that uh, that familiar tune, you know, how, you know, uh, and how it's like, um, changed up in this song. But I do like that. It's, it is changed up. Um, the beat, it's like, there's a kind of like a, I don't know what it is. Like a, like a techno beat. I don't know what, I don't know exactly what that tune is. When, in the beginning or when Lafayette comes in? In the beginning of the song. And also when, when Lafayette comes in, it does very much change, which, which I enjoy. It, it, it goes through a very, uh, the, 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 uh, the style of the song very much changes. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't, uh, this is a problem that my co-host on, uh, my other podcast, Gobble Geek and I, we, we, run into this a lot we always want to talk about music we're music fans <laughs> but we neither one of us really has the has the language we, we don't know how to talk about music so i don't know technical things like uh beats and measures and that so i'm sure that there's someone out there listening could say oh yeah the, you know this song it goes from a 4-4 four, four beat to a 7-8 beat or whatever i don't i don't know any of that stuff <laughs> so I, I i made that joke in i think episode one where if we had like somebody who was very knowledgeable of music as like our third co-host it, this would be the best podcast ever <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. but no unfortunately no i can just say i love how uh, the beat changes <laughs> I love that it's not just like the same uh, um, same style of music as you heard in the beginning of the, of the play with Alexander Hamilton and in the beginning of sub-act two, uh, <laughs> the beginning of episode two. And now this, um, it's not the same beat. There's there's changes there yeah. to uh, connect with like the type of character that we're f- uh, about to meet or that we're getting more familiar with in Lafayette. That's the character here we're getting more familiar with, and he very much has his own unique style. Yeah, and he is um, so he's in the original cast recording. He's performed by David Diggs, and uh, God willing, he will perform this character till the end of time because <laughs> he is an absolute revelation. Um, and uh, he has he, we can talk about this maybe in the in our wrap up episode, sort of that outside of Hamilton career that all of these people have. But he is a rapper outside of Hamilton, um, and he he's kind of known for being super fast like like he he raps super super fast and uh he was on i i believe it was i can't remember which late night talk show it was it might have been i think it was fallon maybe he was on fallon the other night and they were jimmy fallon was asking him he's like okay because this song is uh 
it actually holds the record right now for being the fastest song in the fastest paced musical theater production of all time. There's, there's uh, over 20,000 words that are fit into just under two and a half hours. Um, this particular song, Guns and Ships, features, uh, at its fastest, it features um, Lafayette singing 19 words in three seconds. Oh, wow. Which is an average of 6.3 se- 6.3 words per second. And that is the record right now for stage production, fastest lyrics. Um, but he, they were talking about that. And David was like, well, you know, I'm not saying that's not fast for Broadway. That's fast, but in rap, that's kind of medium fast. So, th- <laughs> so they made him show off some of his like regular stuff. And it's, it's ridiculous. If you have a chance to look up David Diggs, just, just Google him and, and see some of his other performances and see what, what real fast rap lyrics are. Yeah, and going back to um, how, uh, I mean, we, we we mentioned it before, uh, Lin, Mar- Lin Ma- oh my god, I can't get his name right, Lin-Manuel Lin- Miranda. Right? Yes, yes. Uh, how he's been influenced by, by rap, and, you know, we mentioned Notorious B.I.G. Uh, in in the previous episode, and uh, from the from the sense here, I get he's he's influenced by those fast rappers like Busta Rhymes. Yeah, oh, or, he, yeah, Busta Rhymes is another big one, yeah. Yeah, so I can definitely get that from this. And again, there's another character who I, I think is very much influenced by, like another rapper who I'll talk about later. Um, so yeah, so that's what's happening in this song. Oh, and the song ends, we have to say. Uh, I mean, it was not just but like, what, two or three songs ago where Hamilton and Washington had a big fight. Mm-hmm. Washington kicked him off the field. Uh, and, and now they're back to... Um, just needing Hamilton back, right? <laughs> yeah, Lafayette basically says, you know, this is great and all, but you know, I, you you really, if you want this, if you want to win this war, you're going to need to get Hamilton back. Basically, is what he says, yeah. uh, much more eloquently than that. <laughs> and Washington goes, "I need my right hand man back." Yeah, um, yeah. And and yeah, let's see, uh, that's that's where we end this song, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's there's a plea from Washington here at the end. Hamilton troops are waiting in the field for you. If you want to join us right now, together we can turn on. We, to the, together, sorry, we can. Oh, oh my God, let me start that again. <laughs> I'm not a rapper. <laughs> Washington has a plea to Hamilton. He goes, troops are waiting in the field for you. If you join us right now, together we can turn the tide. Um, so uh, it's Washington giving Hamilton what he's wanted, right? Yep, it is. It's near as we can tell uh hamilton has uh you know uh, obeyed his wife's wishes to to stay out of it and but this is washington saying okay yeah <laughs> we kind of need you here are some men you can command on the field yeah um and also i, sh- I should say lafayette uh, does mention we can end this war at yorktown which we'll see later uh spoiler alert <laughs> oh <laughs> For those who haven't read ahead uh, and, and see a song <laughs> called Yorktown. <laughs> <laughs> or know anything at all about the history <laughs> of the American history. Revolution. Uh, if you're like a... <laughs> I don't know who you are. Um, but yeah, read a book. Why don't you? Spoiler alert. We secede from... Uh, from <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, we are not a British colony anymore. <laughs> uh, so, that was the, the opening song of this part of the play. Sub Act 3... <laughs> I like saying that now. Um, and now we can move into the next song. Let's see. It is song 19, History Has Its Eyes on You. 
Here we go. Even now I lie awake, knowing history has its eyes on me. History has its eyes on me. So that was Song 19, History Has Its Eyes on You. Um, listening back to some of this just now, it's very much a ballad. Uh, yes. Very much, again, Washington speaking to Hamilton. Uh, I mean, the opening line, I was younger than you are uh, now when I was given my first command. Um, he's basically, basically saying, yeah, the, the title of the song, History Has Its Eyes on You, Has Its Eyes on Me. Uh, and, yeah, it's it, it's a love ballad to Hamilton saying, hey, <laughs> please take these troops, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's... Um... Lynn Manuel Miranda has said that one of the hardest, most difficult characters for him to break, basically, to to sort of get inside their head, uh, was Washington, because Washington has sort of historically been, you know, carved in marble for us. He's like he's he's the founding father. He's the father of our nation. Um, so he had the hardest time sort of getting inside that character's head and deciphering his motives and giving him a basically an arc. Um, and so this song is, it's kind of a lament. This is Washington. Washington is not, he's not happy that he has had to bring Hamilton back in. Like he, he, he doesn't necessarily want to throw Hamilton out into the blood and guts of the battlefield. Um, especially since, you know, in the last episode, Eliza had written to him and asked him to please keep my husband safe. Please send my husband home. Uh, so this is him explaining that, you know, uh, you may look at this as an opportunity for glory, but history is watching. Everything you do now from this point on, history is going to look back at what you're doing. So just be aware of that. Uh, and and he's explaining that, you know, I had a chance early on in my career and I blew it. Like my first command was disastrous. I led my I led my men into a massacre. I watched every one of them die. Yeah, uh, and ever since then, I've been painfully aware of the fact that everyone watches what I do, and this is about to happen to you. So please be careful. Yeah, very much a a, a warning. Um, it, it, but I like that it, it does have the structure. Well, again, we don't know what we're talking about when it comes to music, but uh, very much opens very loving in, in a very loving way. Um, uh, very much like a ballad. But there's warning there. There's there's hesitation there. It, it, I mean, it's it plays into the sort of father son relationship that they right. kind of have. Yeah. Which I, I, I really like that relationship between them. Uh, again, like in the last episode, uh, in that second to last song, when Washington kicks Hamilton off the field, it's, it's out of love, right? So like, mm-hmm. he knows Hamilton has a son, well, has a, you know, Hamilton's wife is, is pregnant and, and he knows that there's possibility to be happy there with a family. And he's very concerned about Hamilton so, yeah, th- th- there's caring there, um, and he's really trying to get through Hamilton's strong-headedness, his, his bullheadedness. So, that's what's happening in this song. He's very much aware of what's of the stakes, and he's uh, very much warning Hamilton, "Hey, be careful." As the song says, "History has its eyes on you." Um, so that's where we are. This is the setup for uh, Yorktown. Here we go, Paul. Uh, song 20 Yorktown The World Turned Upside Down Turned Upside Down 
that was some of uh, song 20, Yorktown. And I was just telling Paul off mic, I wish I listened to this song more <laughs> before recording. Because <laughs> I would just listen to this right now all the way through. Um, <laughs> the, this... Uh, in in any other play, this would be the crescendo. Th- this would be like the climax. This is the big explosive finale of any normal production. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- th- this this song is the biggest. Like, pump my fist every single time I listen to it. Like, again, listen to this upwards of a hundred times, and uh, I get I get chills every single time. There are moments in this that are just so exultant that I, tears actually come to my eyes. Uh, it's so... There's so much... Okay, this is my catchphrase for the podcast. There's so much going on in this song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we open up in the Battle of Yorktown, 1781. Again, I mean, I can picture this in my head, the film version. Um, mm-hmm. we, we see the, the, the title on screen. Um, lays out uh, the Battle of Yorktown. Uh, and... I mean, yeah, okay. Let let me break down what's happening. I like uh, the 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 strategery of Hamilton. Uh, where is that line? He says, uh, "Take the bullets out of your gun, right? Take the bullets and, out your gun. The bullets out your gun. Yeah, yeah. and we'll fight them uh, close. We'll, we'll here here it is. We'll fight up close, seize the moment, and stay in it. I I love that. It, it, <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, and that's all like historical. Yeah. Um, so the reason he does that is he doesn't want, and he says, I, "We will not let a stray gunshot give us away." Um, historically, like they were trying to sneak up on the enemy encampment, they didn't want someone to trip and accidentally fire their gun uh, and give away their position. So he actually, you know, contrary to all common sense, he had his men unload their weapons while they snuck up, and they they, they basically fought hand to hand. Yeah, I, I, it, it's a perfect meld of historical fact and arts, entertainment. And, um, and it is a beautiful, beautiful callback. It's, a, it's an inversion of the I am not throwing away my shot. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> this whole this whole play. Hamilton has been telling everybody that will listen. I am not throwing away my shot. And here he's discovering, you know what? I have something to live for besides just dying in glory on the battlefield. I have a wife, I have a child. Maybe there's more to life than just the glory, you know, dying a glorious death on the battlefield. So maybe just this once let's throw away our shots. <laughs> yeah. Cause, uh, he says, uh, again, I, I just listened to this, uh, not too long ago for the first time. Um, there's that line where he says, I want to go back to my my kid, right? Oh God, what? Paul, tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, he says. Um, let me find it really quick. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for it too. But it, it's it, it, like uh, I imagine death so much it feels more like a memory. This is where it gets me on my feet. The enemy ahead of me. If this is the end of me, at least I have a friend with me, weapon in my hand, a command, and my men with me. Then I remember my allies is expecting me. Not only that, my allies is expecting. Yeah, that that's we, the line. We got to go, got to get the job done, got to start a new nation, got to meet my son. Yeah, oh man. Uh again, powerful um got me in my heart place once again. <laughs> <laughs> just in realizing that there's just more to life than dying on the battlefield. And he he loves Eliza. He he, he is very looking forward to his life with like their 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 son, right? <clears throat> yeah, I mean 
historically inaccurate. They they had no um, ultrasounds back then. <laughs> so so it's it's funny. Some people have mentioned in uh, in song seventeen that we talked about last episode that would be enough. Where she's like, "You deserve a chance to meet your son." She was only a couple months pregnant. She would have no way of knowing that he was going to be a son. But still, poetic license for the sake of the story. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good point. It, it actually confused me because I think the first time I listened to that song, I thought she had already uh, given birth. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, a bit of yeah creative license. Um, they had no way of knowing. Like maybe they had like a needle and thread over the. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Over the belly, and they yeah, they knew exactly. Um, okay, again. Uh, so that's just like the first half of the song. Then we go to one of my favorite moments so far in the entirety of Hamilton. Um, <laughs> where Mulligan, right? Mm-hmm. He he really shines. Uh, he very much is like uh, he reminded me of because um, we we talked about Lafayette in the last episode, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, how? Well, I mean, we talked about him in Guns and Ships. That was his bit. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, yeah. and and just like the uh, the so- uh, song two songs ago, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm trying to keep track of this. <laughs> Uh, we, yeah, we just mentioned Lafayette and how he very much reminded me of fast rappers like Best of Rhymes. Mulligan reminds me of a modern rapper, Killer Mike, a very heavy rapper, a very uh, uh, lyrically proficient, but that has that grunt in him, that has that voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, very much so. And <laughs> one of my new favorite characters in this whole thing is Mulligan. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> A ta- he says a tailor spying on the British government. Uh, I take their measurements, information, and then I smuggle it. Um, I-, I love that verse right there. <laughs> uh, I want to I want to quickly mention um, the Lafayette moment in Guns and Ships, and then Hercules Mulligan. Oh, that's just a great name. That is a fantastic name. It's ridiculous that that is a that's a real historical person's name. Hercules Mulligan yeah. is a brilliant name. But anyways, so um, Lafayette's big moment in Guns and Ships and Mulligan's big moment in this. Um, both on stage, both of those um, like uh, when Lafayette, when they say, say hello to America's favorite fighting Frenchman, and then everyone, the ensemble says, Lafayette, he literally he runs from backstage, bounces off the top of a tent, just leaps at the audience. Like, Google it. You can find, if you find a picture online, it's probably of David Diggs in full regalia in mid-leap as he's diving towards, like, he bursts out. And the same thing with Mulligan. He doesn't jump off a table, but, like, the staging is you've got all these soldiers, the ensemble cast is dancing around, and he's kind of in the background. You can't really see him. And then when they say, that's right, Hercules Mulligan, he, like, Bulls his way through these people, just knock these people out of the way, and rushes up to the front of the stage to to deliver his lines. Yeah, I it's I'm I'm finally realizing that this whole concept of a rap musical based on the story of Hamilton may not be so ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> because like it's it's so smart that uh, Lin Manuel oh, I can't oh. Motherfuck, <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda, right? Am I getting his name right? Yes, you are. Yes. <laughs> um, how he's um, taking these historical figures and giving them like rap personas that a lot of us are familiar with. Like, if we're not like proficient, if we don't know like the ins and outs of rap, we kind of know, like, we identify with like maybe who they're trying to, like, what's characteristics, what what's What's uh, what they're identifying with these characters themselves? Mm-hmm. It's amazing that he <laughs> he has figured out like how to make 
like Hercules Mulligan, an interesting figure. I mean, historically, he's he's an interesting figure, but to make it make it an interesting figure on stage, um, by by connecting him with like like real life like rap figures, like I I could picture like like a heavy like Hill and Mike or like uh, like another known rapper and just make that connection it's it's a great way of connecting the history of the story with with modern elements i guess that's my point uh one of one of the oft repeated uh quotes from i can't remember who originally said it i I'm, i apologize i forget who originally said it but Lynn has said it many times in many interviews that uh Hamilton the musical is basically the story uh, the story of America then told by America now um, meaning you know the cast is almost entirely persons of color uh, which allows an entirely different audience to get into this story than than perhaps would have if it was all just you know old white guys up there performing this uh, and likewise the fact that it uses hip hop as the language in, in, in fact I don't think I'm being hyperbolic when I compare this to Shakespeare, because one of the things that Shakespeare did is he, he told stories like about the people, but he elevated the language into, uh, into verse basically. And so he, it just changed the audience that ordinarily would have paid attention to that kind of story. And it made that, it made the story survive through the ages uh, and it, he's doing the same thing with hip hop. He's telling a story that, you know, maybe underprivileged kids in, in New York public high schools wouldn't have paid attention to. Now it's being told in a, in a language that they're more willing to listen to, that they're more familiar with. And it's being acted by faces that more closely represent them. So, yeah, uh, I, I guess that whole, the aspect, that whole aspect of this, Play, that really hasn't hit me until just like now <laughs> until like this song until just hearing Hercules Mulligan and just me visualizing like like modern day rappers um, uh, and like that language coming through in that moment it just really hits me it's like oh this is <laughs> I maybe like this is the point Paul why really it comes to fruition where I was like I I get Hamilton <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand why it's so great. I understand why it's so important. Uh, maybe we can just end the podcast right here. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, you know, uh, any any other play would probably end right here. This is the end of the the American Revolution. We won. Oh, that's right. And we we're, we're just like we're not even through this song yet, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, so let's continue on. Uh, they okay. Uh, they win Yorktown. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert for history. Uh, <laughs> the, the uh, can, I, can I ask you really quickly? Uh, do you are you a fan of Firefly? Uh, I, yeah, I, I am. It's been a while since I've seen it, though the series. Yeah. Okay. I, I just this is a thing that I've pointed out to other people, and they I've had other people say, "Oh my god, I never noticed that before." Um, after the the big battle. Uh, with all with everybody like shouting and running around on the stage and shooting at each other, the music slows down. It gets really quiet, and you get just a a moment of like single uh, solo violin that plays just briefly, just a few notes, and then it's an undercurrent for the rest of the song. But I have always thought that that particular piece of music, that solo violin and the way that it plays and maybe the whole spirit of revolution really strikes me as a, 
as Greg Edmondson Firefly music. Hmm, interesting. I have to listen back to the song now just to hear that. <laughs> I, on first listens, I don't, I don't think I heard that. But now that you mention it, yeah, I have to see, I have to hear it again. <laughs> All right, go back and check it out. <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me. Okay. So that's how the song ends. We won. We won. Mulligan, Lafayette, uh, Lawrence singing. Uh, we won. The world turned upside down. Um, and what comes next, Paul? Uh, song, <laughs> song 21. That's what comes That's up what next. comes next. <laughs> that's what comes next. So here's a bit of song 21. What comes next? What comes next? You've been freed. Do you know how hard it is to lead? You're on your own. Awesome. Wow. Do you have a clue what happens now? Oceans rise. Empires fall. It's much harder when it's all your call. So that was a little bit of Song 21, What Comes Next. Um, hey, King George is back. Yeah, your boy's back. <laughs> and I'm happy about that. <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite parts of the of the early parts of the play was was his song. Uh, what was his song again? Uh, was, uh, you'll be back. Yeah, you'll be back. Yeah, and here he makes a comeback uh, with another uh, like love ballad, uh, more or more of a I guess breaking up ballad. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the jilted lover song. Yeah, yeah. the jilted lover. Um, um, and and so, it, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I, I was just going to say, uh, he basically say, what comes next? I mean, he he's accepting defeat, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Accepting is kind of a strong word, but yeah, he's. I guess he's admitting <laughs> defeat, sure. Yeah. But he gets a little dig in. So this is, I mentioned Yorktown. Oh, first of all, I wanted to say the subtitle of Yorktown, The World Turned Upside Down, and the lines that they were saying at the end. Um, that's an actual historical song that supposedly people sang in the streets. Um, ah, okay. to celebrate the the victory. But anyways, um, so I was mentioning that Yorktown is is particularly unusual because any other play, you know, a play, a, a musical about the American Revolution, it seems like it would end. Like any other play, that would have been at least the last song in the act, if not the last song in the entire thing. Like what else is there to tell? We won. The revolution is over. Um obviously we're we're not even halfway through the story at this point um and it's also like it it's unlikely that most other playwrights would have brought king george back at this point um like he's defeated why do we need to hear from him again but it's funny it's great that they bring this character back um he he's again comic relief but he asks a very important question he asks the question that's going to that explains why the play is not even half over yet. We won the war, but we're not done telling the story. What comes next? He's like, all right, you know, congratulations. You won. What does that mean? What do you do now? So, so now you get to rule your own country. Do you have any idea how hard that is? Yeah. Um, one of my favorite lines of this song, uh, is like, well, uh, one of his last lines, uh, let's see. When your people say they hate you, don't come crawling back to me. That's right. That's what he says. Very ominous uh, as we go into the next portion, the next song. That that was him predicting the Civil War. (laughs) It was him basically saying, you know what? Uh, If you're a ruler, your people will eventually rise up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So 
uh, I don't know if that's the last we'll see of, of King George. Uh, I don't know if you. I don't know if you want to re- reveal that. Maybe he makes a pop up appearance in the in the next act. Who knows? No, no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Uh, okay. Now, I mean, that was the battle. I mean, you know, like you said, in, in any other play, that would be the end. But we have a whole. I mean, we're not even finished with this act. We have two more songs in this act. Even two yeah. more. Songs. I know. Um, so so here we go. Uh, song twenty two. Dear, uh, oh, let me start that again. Song twenty-two, dear Theodosia, is that, is that right? Theodosia. Yeah. Theodosia. Here's song twenty-two, dear Theodosia. I am dedicating every day to you. Domestic life was never quite my style. When you smile. You knocked me out, I fall apart, and I thought I was so smart. That was a little bit of song 22, uh, Dear Theodosia. Um, I had to stop that song here live because I, I, I didn't want to cry again. <laughs> so, a very lovely song, I thought. Uh, Burr begins by singing to his daughter, right, Paul? Yes. And Hamilton comes in uh, singing to his son. Right. So, uh, yeah, emotional. One- it's a very emotional song, um, and it's one of the it's one of the bizarre historical accuracies, the historical truth. One of the one of the things that, as Lynn was reading the the biography by uh, Ron Chernow, he kept being struck by just how amazing this the actual historical story was. Like basically, if you if you saw this in a movie, you wouldn't believe it, but it really happened. Uh, there's, you know, the fact that um, they, these two rivals, basically uh, Hamilton and Burr, have children at roughly the same point, at same time. They have completely different ideologies, but they now are on the same page because now they both have kids. One has a son, one has a daughter. It's it's just one of those crazy parallels that, you know, if it's written into fiction, you're like, well, that's kind of convenient. But no, this really happened. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, that, uh, it, it, yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't know how to put it into words because yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it's historical, but yet it works in this story, uh, works emotionally. It works overall. Um, again, uh, very emotional song, very much plays into their, into each character and like what, what they find important right here. Um, and how they talk about um, the world and how they want to change it for the better, uh, mostly because they have children that'll be in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, they both say, "I'll make the world safe and sound for you." Uh, let's see, we'll come of age with our young. Yeah, uh, sorry. You'll come of age with our young nation. Yeah, uh, we'll bleed and fight for you. We'll make it right for you. So there you go. Uh, says a lot right there. Uh, so yeah, that's dear Theodosia. Uh, anything else to say about this one, Paul? Uh, I just want to point out that, um, that everyone everyone assumes that uh, Miranda wrote this song uh, after his son was born. Um, he didn't, actually. <laughs> his son was not born until um, much later in production. When he wrote this song, he says he performs the song now thinking about his son. Um, but when he wrote it, it was be he wrote it like the week they adopted a dog. So that was the, that was like the emotional child in his head while he was trying to, to wrap his head around the song. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, 
<laughs> That's actually funny. Um, okay, so that was song 22, uh, Dear Theodosia. Let's go to song 23. Oh, we're already at the end mm. of this episode and of Act 1 oh, of no. Hamilton. Oh, go. Uh, oh, go. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, go. Here, I play this song. Here is uh, song 23, Nonstop. The man is non-stop. Gentlemen of the jury, I'm curious, bear with me. Are you aware that we're making history? This is the first murder trial of our brand new nation. The liberty behind deliberation. I intend to prove beyond the shadow of a doubt with my assistant counsel. Oh, counsel Hamilton, sit down. A client, Emmy Weeks, is innocent. Call your first witness. That's all you had to say. So that was a little bit of song 23, non-stop. The last song of Act 1, the last song of this episode. Um, and uh, as Paul pointed out off mic, it's the longest song in the entire play, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, six, six and a half minutes. Uh, and it, it, uh, it barely qualifies as one song. There's like, <laughs> there's so much happens in this song that, uh, it, it kind of feels like two different songs that just blend into each other. Oh man. Um, again, there's so much going on in this song. <laughs> uh, where do we start? We just start at the beginning. Uh, Burr and Hamilton. Uh, they are um, getting into law, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, uh, the the play doesn't really talk about this beforehand, but they both were studying law right. in school. And it's, again, just like with the, the having children, it's another of those coincidences that they happened to end up practicing law next door to each other. Yeah, that's that, that's a line here, right? Uh, yeah. Studying law next to me. Um and they, uh, let's see, uh, Hamilton, right, says he is uh, on, let's see, it's the first murder trial of our brand new nation. That's pretty much very, uh, that's that's significant right there, mm-hmm. making history. Um, and then it goes into just the, the creation of of the country. Um, they go into that debate. Again, it's, it's that warring, those warring personalities. Um, one being very hesitant, Burr, and the other one just wanting to act right away with the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Hamilton wants action. He wants he wants to change it. He goes to Burr uh, with this idea, and Burr's hesitant, right? That's because that's who Burr is. He wants to wait it out, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, uh, he said, like uh, Hamilton says, I know I talk too much. I'm abrasive. You're incredible in court. You're succinct persuasive um uh, he's he's going to to jefferson to ask for his help in defending the new u.s constitution because what's going on at this moment is there the the government is being formed at you know now that we've won the war we have to figure out how to run a government and so they're trying to draft up a u.s constitution and different people have different ideas what that's going to be and uh, Burr doesn't want to get involved. He does not want to sign his name to anything. He's he does not he doesn't want to be held accountable for anything. He wants to wait and see how it's all going to turn out. And Hamilton just can't accept that. <laughs> yeah, because Hamilton is <laughs> again Hamilton is that that go getter, that very active personality. He wants that change. I love the line that is repeated. In the song, uh, probably have to remind me, like where they're like, you know, you, uh, like like this, like this one here. I, I, how do you write? Like you're running out of time. Yeah, running out of time. Yeah, this. Uh, so the, this song actually does. Uh, no spoilers, but this song lays a lot of groundwork for stuff that's going to be re- revisited in Act Two. Again, it it stresses the fact that Burr likes to 
to wait and see how things are going to turn out. Whereas Hamilton wants to affect change. He wants to be at the front line. Um, it, uh, talks about uh, the fact this really stresses the fact that uh, Hamilton now that there's no more war to fight all he has to do is write and and he he just writes nonstop that's the whole point of the song is Hamilton never stops to take a breath and they talk about the uh, Federalist Papers and how the it says right here the plan was to write a total of 25 essays the work divided evenly among the three men in the end they wrote 85 essays in the span of six months uh and then it's the people involved john jay got sick after writing five james madison wrote 29 hamilton wrote the other 51 papers um the whole point in the song is that he how do you write like you're running out of time how do you write day and night like tomorrow won't arrive yeah that's very that's a cutting line. It it really plays into one of the themes of the entire like play that I've like that I've listened to so far, all through Act One, of <laughs> Hamilton. Just that's that's that line. I I want to do a million things, right? Mm-hmm. What, what, there's a there's a million things I haven't done, but just you wait. There you go. Um, taking advantage of that time that he has, um, and that <laughs> that we know that. Okay, I don't want to spoil it, but this something happens. Uh, <laughs> I assume. <laughs> um, well, spoiler it, alert, he's not still alive today. So <laughs> what? We, we know that he runs out of time eventually. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't believe you spoiled the whole thing. I'm so no. sorry. But yeah, so it very much plays into that. I, 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 again, it's another aspect of, the, of this that I love. My um, heart harkens back to that theme. And oh God, okay. And speaking of uh, things that really get me, uh, Angelica comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, the song very much changes, uh, very much uh, a lot more softer with her um, as she says, um, "She's sailing to London. She's she, she's married to somebody, right? So, yeah, w- yeah, wealthy husband." Um, here's a line that really got me. Uh, he's not a lot of fun, but there's no one. Yeah, let me. Just he's not again. a lot of fun. But yeah. oh wait, where is it? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, he's not a lot of fun, but there's no one uh, who can match you for a turn of phrase, my Alexander. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I will say that, uh, personally, that hit me hard. Um, I don't want to get into it, but uh, I don't expect Hamilton to touch me personally, and it has. So Just, just you wait. <laughs> good job, Hamilton. Uh, good job, Paul, for helping me, helping me through this. <laughs> but, yeah, it is... Oh, boy. Um... As as we're wrapping this act up, um, yeah, uh, the the whole Burr Hamilton conflict, uh, Angelica conflict. Paul, you were gonna say? I've just uh, basically everybody comes back uh, yeah. for the so one of the amazing things that this song pulls off, and again, I I don't I need to check my privilege. I've been fortunate enough to see the play, but uh, the production on stage of it is extraordinary. It basically brings back every significant theme and song and tune and lyric that has been sung throughout the, all of Act One and and blends it all at the end of this song. So you get, you hear Eliza come in and she's singing, look around, isn't this enough? And, uh, you know, helpless. And um, he will never be, Angelica sings, he will never be satisfied. He will never be satisfied. And this is all playing this all of these characters are joining one at a time and just singing all of these important things from earlier songs. 
in this big crescendo, this this mounting just cacophony at the end of this song that all leads up to Hamilton, you know, turning to the audience and defiantly saying, I am not throwing away my shot. Oh yeah. Oh man. Um, let me skip to the end of the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> There's just all, yeah. Again, a callback touchstone of the entire play that, that line, um, again, repeated here. I'm not throwing, I'm not throwing away my shots. Oh man, um, and just to backtrack a bit, yeah, there's so much again. Oh yeah, we've totally breezed over the fact that uh, Washington. Yeah, we we get the line where they're asking me to lead, so Washington has been elected as the first president, and now he's trying to build his cabinet, and so he offers Jefferson or not Jefferson, he offers Hamilton a position. Yeah, and, and he's so he's so. He's so uh, sincere, you know, he's trying to explain, look, I know this is an awful lot to ask, and I know your life is so busy, and the whole time Hamilton keeps interrupting him, saying, treasure your state, treasure your state. And finally he's like, look, which do you want me to be, which do you want me to run, the Treasury Department or the State Department? And Washington's like, "Um, Treasury Department, and Hamilton's like, yes, all right, let's do this. <laughs> I love it. His, his exact line on, upon hearing Treasury, Hamilton goes, "Let's go." Yes, and but he delivers <laughs> it like he deli- the way he delivers. He's like, "Let's go." Like, we <laughs> let's got go, this. Let's do it. <laughs> oh God, it, it's a song that just emotionally it ties up a lot of things, and it leaves again. Well, there's another act to go, but it, it brings all the characters back. There's, there's a lot of exposition. I, I very. Uh, jokingly and not very accurately said, like there's uh, so far I've heard like different kinds of Ham- Hamilton songs, like a love song, character song, exposition song. This is pretty much everything. Uh, it lays out so much in terms of plot and, and character, and it leaves me pretty much uh, speechless by the end because I'm, I'm really wanting more. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's, so, it, what it does is it sends you out to the lobby to get your alcohol and buy your uh, your tchotchkes from the gift shop. <laughs> That's what it does. Uh, and yeah, as of this recording, I haven't listened to any of Act Two, so oh I, I I have that to look forward to, Paul. Uh, wow. Um, so we've ended this episode. We've ended Act One of Hamilton. Uh, um, you made it this far. I made it this far, and I'm so far. I'm still on board. Um, I'm still very much uh, a fan of what I've heard. Again, I'm interested. In, I'm invested in the story, the plot, uh, characters, everything. Oh, uh, so far so good. So, what's what are we going to look forward to? What <laughs> well, um, I, I've I've uh, I've struggled with how much to tell you. Or whether or not to tell you this, I, I will just say. So you've you've admitted that you've gotten emotional at some of these songs, as rightly you should. Any right-thinking person should feel emotion yeah. from the songs that we've listened to up to this point. I'm just telling you, that's not going to get any better in Act Two. Oh man! Um, so I'm I'm just have Kleenex ready, okay? So I should not be listening to this at work, where my coworkers can make fun of me. Po- <laughs> possibly, possibly not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I uh, I will just say, having listened to it over a hundred times, even just talking about some of the songs that we're going to get to in Act Two, I may cry on mic. Oh well, Paul, don't tell me that. <laughs> because like a, a few songs ago, I was about to cry on mic, and I stopped myself. I know, so. and I and I, I at that second, I was like, should I tell him? Should I tell him? <sighs> just go ahead and get it. Just do it because it's going to happen. 
My God, Paul, uh, this is. Uh, well, this is going to be good podcasting then. <laughs> yes, it is. You, listeners, you have that to look forward to. One or both of us may, in fact, sob before this podcast project is over. That's a uh, promise. No, that's that's it's um it's a tease. Let's leave it leave it as a tease. Will okay. How about that? Will one of us cry by the end of this? <laughs> Place your bets now. <laughs> Place your bets now. <laughs> Uh, and with that, uh, oh, let's let's give him like a rundown of the next episode. How about that? Yeah, the uh, so episode four uh, will be our first episode of Act Two. We're going to cover songs twenty four through thirty one. That's uh, what did I, excuse me? It's what did I miss? And Washington on your side. So yeah, yeah, twenty four through thirty one. Um, again, I can't wait to listen to this. Um. Uh, oh boy! And I have to listen. I have to re-listen to this entire Act One. Uh, it's going to be interesting to, to do that wrap-up episode where, at that point, I will have listened to the whole thing and I'll listen to it like all the way through, maybe at least once, maybe maybe twice, a few times, the whole thing. A few times, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Time permitting, um, to experience it as a whole. Because um, this is a, a debate I had with myself when we first started this, whether I should listen to it as a whole or episodic, like like we're doing now. But so far, so good. Um, I, I, I'm enjoying this experience as it is, and I can't wait to, to listen to more. That's 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 where that's where we'll leave it. Where we'll leave it. Yeah. Um, as I try to find words to wrap up this episode. <laughs> Um, yeah, so so do you have any last words before we give out our uh, our plugs? Um, I don't think so. Uh, uh, again, for anyone who's listening, who's playing along with Marcelo and, and is unfamiliar with what's coming, um, Act 1 is the, the, the triumphant act, and Act 2 is where things get complicated. I'll just tell you, I'll, we'll just say, things get complicated in Act 2. So... And uh, as I've also mentioned before, uh, Marcelo keeps giving me credit for how well I, <laughs> I broke up the songs into these episode discussions. Uh, all credit goes to Lin-Manuel Miranda for that. Act 2 doesn't break up quite so smoothly, but um, I, I think I've found the, the right way, I think, to find an emotional balance. Um, there are ups and downs in Act 2, so I, I think the way that I'm, I'm breaking this up will allow us to survive each episode <laughs> more more or less emotionally intact <laughs> and i i have to keep thanking you paul because you're here um uh, w- uh whenever we get lynn manuel miranda on then i'll thank him <laughs> <laughs> okay okay fair enough <laughs> that's wishful thinking um so with that folks thanks for listening uh paul plug so where can we find you online me personally, I'm on uh, Twitter at Haunt1013, H-A-U-N-T-1013. I also uh, co-host a couple of other podcasts. Uh, my my prime podcast is Gobbledy Geek. It's a more or less weekly podcast dedicated to all things geeky and pop culture and entertainment. Uh, that is at gobbledygeekpodcast.com or on Twitter at gobbledygeeks with an S. The show does not have an S. The Twitter does. Um, I also co-host uh, the Avatar Returns podcast. That's a... Uh, uh, rewatch and discuss podcast about um, the Avatar Return or uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender and the Legend of Korra. Um, that is at theavatarreturns dot com. Both of those podcasts are on iTunes as well. There you go. Do that, folks. As for me, follow me personally. Follow me personally. Follow me on my Twitter uh, at Marcelo J Pico. 
uh, for classy Jessica Chastain pictures. <laughs> I have to check this out. I'm so I'm so curious. <laughs> yeah, just scroll through. I'm sure. Like, hit my media button on Twitter, and I'm sure you'll find Chastain pictures. Um, <laughs> also, listen to all of our Talk from Society podcast podcasts. <laughs> um, the Talk from Society podcast, the original. It's it's going strong. Uh, we just had a Shane Black retrospective, which, Paul, you were a part of. You talked Iron Man 3. Yes. Um, at the time of this recording, it'll be out. I mean, at the time of... By, by the time you listen to this episode, folks, it'll be out. Um, and also, Hey What You're Watching with Matt Curione, Colorado Street with Rocky Juarez, The Sequelizer, Rob Trench's podcast, and... <laughs> it's crazy for me to say, but expect more podcasts. Good lord, um, man. <clears throat> I I don't know. Well, I know why I have all the time, but I don't want to get into it. But hey, <laughs> I have I've, I have a lot of time on my hands, <laughs> uh, and it it makes you know it's it's it, it's I, I I enjoy it, Paul. I mean, I enjoy talking to you. I enjoy talking to everybody who I podcast with. And oh, uh, don't get me wrong. I would do a, I would do a half dozen podcasts in a second if I <laughs> if I could squeeze the time. Uh, but it, I mean, yeah. Um, I'll just say I, I have the time and I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, for, I, I'm going to enjoy this for as long as I can do it. Um, there you go. I, I, I'm sure there's going to be a time when I have too much on my plate and have to have to squeeze it down to like one podcast a week. But but for now, hey, I can do like <laughs> upwards of five, <laughs> and I'm enjoying it. Um, so with that, Paul, our our legendary final catchphrase. <laughs> Uh, folks, go! Oh my God, I forgot it. Uh, don't. Well, what is it, Paul? Don't don't throw away your shot. Don't throw away your shot, folks. Don't throw away your shots. <laughs> rise up, rise up. It's time to take a shot.